Welcome to another episode of Some Real Shit Podcasts or SRS Podcasts. I am your host, Stacey R. In this episode, I invited Susan Carabello, life coach and author of Beauty Behind the Veil. We'll be talking about how she teaches people the importance of self-concept. It's how you see yourself and how to balance your life from within with embodiment and manifestation therapy. Hello. Hi. Hi, Susan. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's it's a blessing to have uh, someone from Pennsylvania on my show. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I saw your email. So you have family out this way. Yes, they live in uh, Lake Ariel. I always say it wrong. Yeah, it's probably, uh, I think it's the Poconos area. Yeah. Um, and... Like going up towards like the, the hideaway or hideout, I think. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, like Lake Ariel, Lake Harmony, Lake Well and Palpac um, are in the Poconos. So, and I'm in the Philadelphia region, which is about an hour and a half, two hours south of that. Okay, like towards. Well, no, opposite Scranton, right? Uh, yeah, I'm south of Scranton. So Lake Ariel is closer to the Scranton area. I'm closer to Philadelphia. Yeah, they're closer to like West Milford. Yes, I know exactly where that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, out there. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So can you tell our listeners about yourself? Sure. Um, My name is Susan Carabello. I am a life coach. Specifically, I teach people about embodiment and mindset as well as empowerment. Um, Originally, my title was manifestation coach. But when I really thought about it, I really teach more people more about embodiment, which is the practice to get the manifestation We manifest everything into our lives on a daily basis, regardless. Um, But now I teach people embodiment, which is the feeling state and how Mm -hmm. to get to that feeling state so that you can actually experience what you want to experience in your life, whether it's money, the perfect job, a relationship, more friendships, you name it. That's interesting. I'm going to circle back with you on those because I need to. (laughs) Um, So you went to school for marketing? I was a marketing major in college and it's a, it's funny how life works. So I majored in marketing. I worked in the financial services industry for 20 some years and just was having this calling to do something else, something, uh, I had a different calling, um, so I, I decided it actually worked out my, um, I was laid off from my job. They moved out of state and I had just moved to Pennsylvania with my family. So I decided to become a part-time worker, stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. I had, my boys were little at the time. They're now 20 and 19, but decided to uh, take a part-time job locally and just, you know, focus on being a mom and, it worked out, but I was still had this nudge to do something. So my sister ended up uh, being a makeup artist 
And I actually, before I became a coach was a makeup artist and I loved it. I just loved um, being very creative and artistic. And I just, it was easy for me to align with it mm-hmm. because I just, it's just, I've always loved art, right? So it was easy for me to do and whatnot. But during, you know, during that time, I was still getting this calling that there was something else. There was something else I needed to be doing. And I I didn't listen to it and kept going and doing what I was doing. And then the calling got greater and greater. And then COVID hit. And my makeup business came to a complete halt. Um, and the funny part was I had kept this part-time job, uh, for all those years and ended up that I quit the part-time job to do makeup full-time and it bottomed out. Like I was in business, uh, from 2014, but full-time in, at the beginning of 2020 Mm -hmm. and by March, like the makeup industry just stopped, you know, because of COVID like, and most of my work was weddings and a lot of weddings were postponed. So it really, you know, that nudge and that calling got louder and it's like, you need to be coaching people. You need to be doing this. And then I started really, you know, listening to what my soul was telling me and what I needed to be doing Mm-hmm. And I just followed it and it led me exactly to where I need to be. And the reason why I say this is a funny story was before I became a marketing major, I wanted to major um, in journalism. I wanted to be a writer. And I was told at the time that I wouldn't make any money as a writer mm-hmm. to major in business. So I was like, okay. And, you know, being an impressionable 18 year old that didn't trust myself entirely, I was like, okay you know, I'm going to make more money. I'll just do that. And now here we are 30 some years later, I wrote my first book and have a book deal with a traditional publisher called the empowered press. And my second book will be out in June, 2023. So, yeah. I feel like this is, this is my story that this is what I actually was trying to do back in high school I was trying to write um stories and plays and stuff like that and of course like you said you know it doesn't pay the bills yet so you got to go and and I fell into uh the healthcare field so I was like a nursing assistant then I went assistant, and then I kind of land with the phlebotomy and that's where I kind of stuck so to speak no pun intended but um I just felt like that's where I needed to be. But then I always felt like I need to continue on with what I always wanted to do, which was to write. And so when I decided to do this season, um, I was like telling Tamika, which is like my um, co-host, I said, we need to do something else. And we were just on this thing, like we've been in healthcare for most of our lives Mm -hmm. and we never started businesses the most we did was probably like a Mary Kay or Avon or something right and um like you said when COVID hit it was always like everybody was doing doing what they wanted to do doing what they always longed to do and I wanted to do the journalism and I was like thinking 
how am I going to get started? How am I going to do this? And then me and my friends started on the podcast. And then I was like, you know, maybe the podcast can catapult me into um, writing. So I decided, hey, this season, I'm going to start interviewing a few entrepreneurs and people that have been there and they've done certain things in their life and they've managed to succeed and see where that can take me. So that's why this season I decided I was going to do um, some interviews. And of course you have like ups and downs and, you know, the first season, mm-hmm. the people we had, we started off with four and then now we're down to two. And of course, since we started our businesses, um, Tamika is actually uh she decided that she's going to do once a month because her business takes a lot of her time. Mm-hmm. She's dropped down to part-time at her job. Thank God we have the opportunity to do that. I dropped down to part-time. Right. Um, but then I was like, when I saw people with like life coach experiences and all this other stuff, I was like, this is a way to also help me because I need a balance um things in my life like I went on a date with a guy I don't even know if it was a date let me tell you I didn't even know what to do I I was just like I we need a quiet place so we can actually talk and mm-hmm. you know it wasn't really that quiet and he was like a quiet talker and I was just like I don't even know if this is a date I'm sitting here sweating I'm nervous I'm like looking at him I was like he's handsome I'm like I don't even know how to like manage everything that's going on so I'm like I need to find somebody that can actually like guide me in this situation because I've been all about my kids and work my kids and work Mm -hmm. now it's like when outside of that lifestyle I just know how to hang out with my friends so right well it's all about balance right we have to find the balance is not really something outside of us, everything's always within. And that's, you know, a lot of my coaching practice is what I teach people is that we have to balance, right? We, we, we control everything. Mm -hmm. So we get to define the story that we tell ourselves. So in any given moment, we can write the script, however we choose to. Um, But going back to your point, it's all about balance, but it's balancing within, right? So you can be the mom and you can be the podcast host and you can be the journalist, but you can also, you know, be in a relationship with somebody. It's all about, you know, balancing your time, managing your time, but it all begins within. And if there's any part of us that feels out of balance, it's just going to feel reflective in our 3D reality, which is reality that we can actually physically you know, use with our five senses that we can touch and feel and whatnot. Uh, So it's, it's learning, you know, within, like, how can I balance it within so that it's reflected out? Right. So what, what do I need to do within? I need to fill up my cup in that manner by, you know, going on dates, right. And, and cultivating a relationship with another person, and still being the mom, you can still be the mom, you can still do those other things, but allowing yourself to be vulnerable enough to, you know, go there and go on the date and realize that, you know, you can have it all, you can do it all and allow yourself to enjoy it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, allow yourself to just enjoy, you know, 
going on a date and, and not putting so much pressure on it being a date, but just going out with a friend, right? That's the way we look at it. We, yes, it could go to that next level, but it's just spending time with somebody, right? It's no different than, than going out with your friends. That's the way I look at it, right? We don't want to put any other person on a pedestal, right? We're all on a level playing field and we all have something to offer but it all begins and ends with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is we get to create the story of how we want things to be, right? We can, we can design that story however we want, but we have to actually feel it and believe it before we do anything. So, for example, I have been working a lot on my self-concept and – it's, you know, how I was seeing myself in a lot of ways were just misaligned with who I really was. Case in point, you know, I loved doing makeup. That was just a part of me. Mm-hmm. But I still, it was, I was misaligned with what I was meant to be truly doing. So it was nice and all, it was fun. And I love, I love it. It, it just gives me a creative outlet. But I... I wanted to be a coach, but number one, I didn't know how to do it. I, you know, was my story enough to carry my coaching practice and being vulnerable in that way to be seen by other people? You know, that was a block for me um, because I was this quiet, shy person. And now here I am coaching people on a very public scale Um, The same thing with my book. I had to put my story in my book and I had to be vulnerable and be comfortable being seen. And I was like, I don't know about this, but the more I stepped back and be like, you know, everything, we're all equal, right? These are just friends, colleagues. Nobody's better than me. I'm not better than anybody else. We're all on the same level playing field. And when I look at it from that perspective through the lens of love, Mm -hmm. It's just, I, I never allow myself to go into that state of worry or fear or doubt or insecurity. It's, it's more a level playing field, right? There's, there's no, there's no competition. It's just community. No one's better than me. I'm not better than anyone else. We're all on the same level playing field. And that's really how I look at everything now. So it's, you know, when, when we say balance, that's what it is. It's, it's recognizing that I'm not better than anyone. No one's better than me, that I create my relationships and call in the people that I want in my life and just build the relationships from there. And, you know, it's, it's the same way you build the relationships with your kids or with your friends, you would build with your partner Obviously, with a partner, it would go to a different extent, but um, but calling it in is in the same way, right? You you develop and cultivate relationships with your friends. You know, calling in a relationship with a partner is the same way as calling it in with a friend, but it would just be it would be different, right? Like you know, you have a relationship with a partner, you go on dates and things like that, um, but. Yeah, it's it's all it's all a balance. It's all balancing within, mm-hmm. and really looking at 
yourself and what you want to call into your life, you know, and, and feeling it before it actually arrives, you know, uh, creating it within creating the story within of what you want. So um, for example, you want to call in a partner, you mm-hmm. want to feel that partner, you know, in, in your heart, right? Because that's where you're creating it. So how would you want it to feel? How would they treat you? But before you can call on a partner, you need to be doing all those things for yourself, right? Yeah. So you, if you want a partner who's loving and trusting and vulnerable and open and, you know, adventurous and exciting and funny and all the things that you desire, mm-hmm. you need to be those for yourself right now before you can call that partner in because you attract what you are. So you have to be all those things before you can attract a partner of that capacity into your life. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I just remember talking to someone else and I was like, I'm not ready to date. So when I got when I got the message um, to go hang out, I I probably should have clarified what it was. Hey, are we just hanging out as friends or is this a date? Because right. I haven't been on a date in so long and I'm not trying to because I'm not really ready for one. I'm not right. I'm not feeling myself. And when I said that to um, one of my uh, guests that was on the show, um, she's like, well, no, you can't just keep yourself, you know, kind of hidden. This is my way of saying it, but she worded it differently. But She's like, you can't keep yourself like hidden just because you're not ready. And I'm like, if I'm not like, I'm thinking to myself, like, if I'm not ready, I'm, I'm not going to be 100% for this person. And I want to be 100% um, for whoever I'm dating, because right. what would be the point? And me, like, you know, I still need to work on myself. I still need to feel like I am who I, who I was, you know, the person that goes hiking the person that was like doing so much and accomplishing so much, I need to feel content before I go throwing all of my self, my, uh, what do you call it? Low self, not low self-esteem, but just a little bit of my insecurities into a relationship that maybe like that person have already conquered theirs. So right. why would I do that to someone else? Well, and you had on a good point that you, you never manifest what you want you manifest what you are. So if you're feeling insecure in yourself and you're trying to attract a partner, just recognize that partner that you're attracting is going to have those same types of insecurities, right? So, cause that's what you're attracting. So you hit them, you hit a nail on the head that you're not ready because you need to work on yourself and that's totally fine. You'll know when you're ready. And then you set that intention with the universe that I feel really good about myself. I feel whole and complete because you already are. Yeah. And when you know that you just set the intention, I'm ready to call in my, my partner, my, my one true love, my soulmate, my twin flame, my specific person, whatever the term is that you are looking for. And you just, you know, you become that you become that. And then you attract it in. And that's, that's how it works. That's how it works with everything. Like you, the job that you want, the career that you want, the finances you want, you become that before it actually happens in your 3d reality. You, you call it in by becoming it within. 
Like, so you, you become that person within by getting your self-concept in, in alignment with whatever your dream goal is. So you have to, you know, work on your self-esteem, work on the belief that you're telling yourself, work on your self-talk. Um, and, you know, look at the things that may have happened, you know, in past relationships that you didn't like and, you know, look at the lessons, right? Cause every, I, I'm a big believer that everything is a gift. And even though at the time it may feel like garbage and I, I hate to use the word garbage, it may feel yucky and yucky is the best way. It may feel yucky and may feel down. We, we need to look at it from what's the lesson this is teaching me. What's the lesson this is teaching me that, I can take going forward. You know, maybe this person made me feel insecure, but it wasn't really them. What, what in myself was making me feel insecure? Because the people that we have in our life, again, family, friendships, relationships, are just a mirror reflection of who we are, right? Because that's, that's all it is. It's a mirror reflection of our inner state of being. So, you know, we have to look at the lessons that these people are teaching us about ourselves so that we can become our highest self. And then when you're ready, that's when you call in that partner when you, and you'll know when you're ready to be like, Hey, I I'm ready to have this conscious partner in my life. And, and it's this, and it's that, and it's all these objectives. And when you get to that state of being and you're ready to call it in, it's not just saying it, you'll actually feel it. You'll feel it in your being. Like your body will feel activated in a way that's indescribable. Like you, you'll know that you're ready because you will feel good. Your body will feel good. Your soul will feel good. You'll just be walking around feeling good because you're like, yeah, I, I love this person. I, I feel good being around them. I'm, you know, and you'll know and be like, yeah, this is where I, I would like this to go. Um, but you'll feel it in your heart, right? But you'll do that before that person actually comes into your life. You need to feel it and, and imagine it, visualize it, and then surrender it to the universe and to God and just let them take care of it and trust that they're, they heard you and that they're going to bring in exactly what you need based on what you have asked for based on how you are showing up for yourself. That's so true. That is definitely so true. I've been, I've been trying to say that. And it's like, sometimes the universe throws me like a little curve ball and I'm just like, I'm not ready for it. Like what's, what's going on? Like, <laughs> I'm not ready to, you know, cause my first interview um, with someone that wrote a book was about dating on Tinder and mm -hmm. I was, well, I'll just interview, but then I was just like, I'm not ready for Tinder. I'm not ready for um, any of that situation right now. But mm -hmm. when I, you know, and then all of a sudden I just got back on Facebook because I took like a little hiatus from it mm -hmm. because, you know, sometimes Facebook can just be overwhelming. And then I was like, I saw someone and I was like, oh, he's cute. Let me just say hi or friend him he looks like yeah. somebody you know and then come to find out like 
we hung out together. We were friends in high, we went to the same high school, everything. And then it's like, Hey, let's just hang out. And I was just like, Oh, I didn't expect that. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say hi. I'm not ready, you know? And when I sat down and I talked to him and I'm listening to his stories and I'm like, uh, God, like I do want to jump out of an airplane. That was my goal to jump out of an airplane. And you already jumped out of an airplane. And I'm just in here like, like this, like I all my, like, I know what my ideal partner is supposed to be like, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be someone who's going to uplift me, someone who's going to want to do the same things that I do, who, um, you know, who likes hiking, who likes all the little crazy little things that I want to do. And every once in a while, I'm going to want to change up and decide that I'm going to do this. So when you kind of get like a glimpse of what you could possibly have, especially when I had an ex that wasn't on the same page as me, and I had to like, nip that after six months and even though we were friends for like years but you just don't want to ruin the friendship but you know and then so moving forward you meet somebody that's similar to your your likes and everything and you're just like oh god universe I'm not ready not ready well that's it's that's just it's a part of you that is just trying to tell you that there's something that you need to look within and and heal right whatever it is it it doesn't have to be anything major it could just be you know our self-talk for example um but you'll know when you're ready and when you're ready there's nothing stopping you from getting exactly what you want you know but think of it as a preview right so you went on this date and he likes hiking and skydiving and all that other stuff think of it as a preview, like, okay, I, I like this. I like doing these things, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and you know, it's, it's a preview for what you can have for yourself, right? That's, that's part of the lesson. This is, you can have this exact experience for yourself. So don't, you know, you, you say that you're not ready, but you'll know when you are, but you have to trust yourself. And that's, that's the key. You have to believe that um, you have to believe in yourself and believe in the stories that you're telling yourself. And, you know, it's okay not to be ready, but remember that, you know, we're never going to, we're never always going to be ready. There's a time to take action too. Because if you keep telling yourself that story that you're not going to be ready, you're never going to be ready. Right. So that's, again, it's a self-talk thing, but you want to just, be mindful that that's the self-talk um, and remember that we're never always going to be ready, but it's always okay to try, right? That's the inspired action that we want to take to get to our best self. Um, but that comes with an inner knowing. It's an inner trusting that, you know, I, I may not be ready, but I'm willing to take the risk and, and see where it goes, right? Because we're, we're going to grow and change. We're not going to be, we're not the same people we were five minutes ago. Mm-mm. Right. So we're going to, we're always going to grow and to change into who we need to be. So we're never going to be ready for that next step. But if we don't take that inspired action to get to the next step, we're just going to be stuck in that spot where we're saying we're not ready. So, um, but it's okay to feel that. 
And it's okay to look at ourselves and look within to see what is really, what's the story that's telling me that I'm not ready. And, and look at it as an observer. We don't judge ourselves. That's the one thing that I tell my clients is when they have something that comes up, you know, a limiting belief about themselves or how they see themselves, whether, you know, I'm feeling unattractive or overweight or insecure. Like I've, I've been there. So what I always say is like, when something like that comes up, do not judge ourselves. We never judge our emotions. We're human, right? We're, Mm -hmm. we're spiritual beings having a human experience, but we never judge ourselves, right? Because the more we judge ourselves, it's, we're not serving ourselves, right? We, we're, we're not here to judge others. So if we're, if we're not here to judge others, then why would we do that to ourselves? Yeah. So, you know, we, we have to offer compassion to that piece of us that is looking for an answer, right? And, and when the answer comes up, you know, just be like, okay, how, how can I fix it? And again, it's not looking for some, looking for an answer outside of ourselves. We know where we can get the answers from, but it's trusting that the answer will come at the right time. Like we just set the intention and, you know, um, I read a great book by Gabby Bernstein recently, so I'm going to quote it. And she says in her book, You Are the Guru, her chapter three was, um, I surrender to creative solutions. And by that, you just basically say, God, universe, I'm ready. I'm ready to whatever you have for me. This is what I want. I surrender to creative solutions. And I trust that you'll guide me to where I need to be. And that's a powerful statement. Yeah. That's a, that's a powerful statement in itself that I surrender to creative solutions. Because then that is just full trust that the universe is divinely guiding you and that you need to do nothing other than just be your badass self. <laughs> like you, you don't have to try and change um, anything that you are, but it's accepting who you are. It's changing your self-concept to be in alignment with what you desire to be. So that's the change and that's, but that's where we grow and that's where we really become the people that we're meant to be. And on my own journey through life, you know, I've, even like today, I was, I woke up, I was feeling great and then had this thought. It was just like, a, it was a random thought, but I was in tears over it. And I'm like, all right, Susan, stop, time out. What story are you telling yourself? And I recognized in that moment that I had fallen out of the state of being of who I desired to be and went back to the old state of feeling sorry for myself um, telling myself that old story, but I was, but I had enough awareness now to look at it observatorially. Is that, mm-hmm. is that a word <laughs> as an observer, mm-hmm. um, and recognize it for what it was, which was just the old story that just needed reassurance that it was safe. I'm like, you're safe. We're good. Everything's going to be fine. It's okay to be scared. We're still going to forge ahead. We're still great. We're still wonderful. I love you. And then the rest of the day was fine. But that like hour or so this morning, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, 
And yeah, I was full on tears for out of, like out of nowhere. I woke up, I thought today's going to be a great day. And then an hour later it was like, ah. um, <laughs> but it's, but it's okay. It's okay to have those moments, right? Though, because those moments are the moments where we grow. It's the yeah. moments that where we change into something that we want to be in or somebody that we want to be. So, um, but yeah, it all starts with our self-concept and, and how we see ourselves and, and the, the talk that we, um, it's our self-talk, you know, but when, you know, I, I, re- I recognize that there were moments in my life where I was just angry, but now I look back at it and I'm like, I'm not really angry. I forgive myself for feeling that way. And I have a lot of compassion for that person who was, you know, who was angry. You know, they just wanted to be heard or, or seen. And, you know, it's our job to, to provide that for ourselves before we can provide it for other people. It's kind of like the, the mask on an airplane analogy, right? We, um, you know, you put your oxygen mask on yourself before you give it to other people. Oh, 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 that's a very, I know. Yeah. I mean, I never think of it like that, but yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It's a, if you think of it that way, right. We, we put the oxygen on the oxygen masks on ourselves so that we can get the oxygen and then we help other people. It's the same thing. When you want to create your life, you need to feel all the feelings of the things that you want internally before you can see it in your 3d reality. And and it's filling up your cup. It's giving yourself that same self-love that you'd give to another person. You give to yourself first. And when you feel so whole and good and complete as yourself, then boom, that's, that's the attraction point right there. That's the attraction point. You, you feel whole and complete and you're ready for everything that life has to offer. And now you're not looking for love outside of yourself because you filled up your cup and then boom, there comes everything you've asked for. The, the person who's skydives or, or is adventurous or goes hiking or whatever, the, whatever it is that you want to call in because you've already filled up your cup that that's the attraction point. You, you're already there. And so you're not looking for that person because you're like, yeah, I'm good. Like I got everything going for me. I, I'm adventurous. I go hiking. I do this and I got blah, blah, blah. You got to have all the list, right? And yeah. then all of a sudden it's like, and they say, right, there's the old saying, it's like, you know, love comes in when you're, when you're not looking, right? All of a sudden, yeah. it's like, you just show up. But that, that's what it is, because you're good, whole, and complete on your own. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, hey, what's going on? And it's like, oh, <laughs> hey, what's up? You know, like, yeah. And, and, that's, and that's literally how it starts, right? But it's, um, it's the same thing with, with the job. Right. You're like whole and complete in your, your work and you're, you're so passionate about it and you're so in love with the process of your job mm-hmm. that it's like, Oh, okay. You know, she's a great, you know, speaker. Then, you know, let's get her more speaking engagements. And then all of a sudden you're getting more speaking engagements and more people to your podcast and whatnot. It's, it's the same it's literally the same energy that is used to attract a partner that is used to attract a job that is used to attract friendships 
or relationships with our family, relationships with our kids, it's the same energy. And it's, I'm going to go back to my journal because this came to me during the day today. Mm-hmm. Love is the energy of everything. And I wrote it down in, in my journal because it just felt like it was a powerful statement that I needed to share. Love is the energy of everything. Love is the attraction point of everything in our life, whether it's love of another person, love of a job, love of you know, the career of your dreams, the love of money, right? It's, it's all energy, but the underlying energy of it all is love. And it just, it just kind of came out of nowhere. I was like, I got to write this down. And it was just, you know, it was almost like the universe was telling me that this is really what, you know, we need to be focusing on. And, you know, it's, uh, I think back to, I'm going to age myself here, but, um, back in the seventies, everything was like peace, love, and happiness. Right. That was like, you know, um, they, that was the, the generation, right? There was, you know, everybody was love. Everything was about love. But I think what the underlying statement was, it wasn't about, I think the saying really is, is love is energy. And love is the energy of everything, whether it's music or art or creating or being, it's, it's what that it's what attracts everything into our life is that being of love and um or being love it's it's just it's so simple yet so profound when you yeah. think about it that's true like the love you have for your children, the love you have for your family, your friends, your co-workers, you know, your husband, that sort of love is such a magnificent energy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so when you say manifestation coach, you kind of you kind of touched on it a little bit on what I was uh, recently experiencing. But can you explain what a manifestation coach would do or is? Sure. So we met and I'm going to just use the caveat that we manifest everything we think of, not everything we think about. We have like 70,000 thoughts a day, but whatever Mm -hmm. we focus on is what we create Mm -hmm. and whatever we create, we manifest, right? That's the process. But so that's where the energy comes in. So as a manifestation coach and I now use the term embodiment coach because it's really what I teach people. Manifestation is the result of the embodiment practice. So um, manifestation is the end result of what you desire in life. So when I started coaching, I was teaching people about vision boards and how to visualize and feel what you, you want. You always attach a feeling to a picture, right? Because then the more you focus on that picture, you, you feel it, right? And you feel it as real. And, and the feeling is the state of being the embodiment that creates the manifestation. So manifestation coach is 
is really an umbrella term, I guess, but it's more the embodiment practice that I teach people. Um, but manifesting is really what we do on a daily basis. Whatever we give our energy to is what we're creating in a reality, good or bad. So if you want to create something good and create something conscious, that's where the practice that I teach comes in. I teach people how to feel it. I teach people to like look at their limiting beliefs um, without judgment so that they can feel into the state of being um, and create the life that they want. So for example, my book, um, I had put that on my vision board in August of 2021 with the exact picture that is on the cover of the book. And all I put was best-selling author. And I just felt it. I saw it. And then all of a sudden I started, you know, I, again, just surrendered to creative solutions and waited for inspired action and just went with it. So I started putting the pieces together in, on my vision board in August of 2021. By November, I had um, a writer that I was working with. And by my book came out in September of 2022, just recently, last month. So it took a full year to come to fruition, but it took that long to put all the pieces together, the marketing, the storytelling, the editing, the proofreading, you name it. But the best part about that was that I got a traditional book deal, which was what I wanted and anything. Um, was to be able to continue writing books. That was my underlying goal. And that's what I felt when I looked at that picture on the vision board, right? I attached a feeling to it. I think the exact term that I used that got me excited, right? Because we manifest whatever our energy is, right? So if you want to manifest, that's what I felt when I looked at the book. I felt excited. I was excited to tell my story, um, I was excited to put that out there and to open up and be vulnerable about it. And I, you know, attached a feeling of what would it feel like to be a best selling author? And, you know, that's what it was. I literally attached this amazing feeling like I would just feel freedom. I would feel successful. I would just feel joyous, whatever it is. And that's the feeling you attach to it. And so manifestation is really just the end goal of what your embodiment practice is. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of ways to get to the embodiment state or the embodied state of what you desire. You can use affirmations. You can use visualizations like a vision board. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's so many different ways like, you know, journaling, but like, or scripting, like writing the story out. But whatever works for you, the whole idea is just to get you into that embodied state to allow your manifestation to come in easily and effortlessly. And you can manifest whatever you desire, you know, money, success, love, homes, cars, trips, vacations around the world. Um, I, you know, my, I look back at my vision board and the things that I've created on there and I'm like, gosh, like I, I think about it. I'm like, it wasn't that hard to do. Like, I just was like, okay. I think the one, when I first started consciously manifesting, I created a vision board back in 
20, yes, 2020. I think it was April, 2020. I created a vision board and I was, you know, put a few things on there that I wanted. And one of the things I wanted was to take my life coaching course, but I didn't have the money for it. So I found uh, an image on Google images and Mm -hmm. I was like, that's the image right there. And said, $3,000 in 18 days. I'm like, that's what I want. You know, that's what I desire. I need $3,000 to take this course in 18 days. I'm putting that on my vision board. And I just let it go. Didn't, I didn't even think twice about it, but it was so specific Mm -hmm. that I literally did. I came into $3,000 three weeks after I'd set that intention and was able to pay for the course because that was the exact amount that I needed to pay for the course. But that was what had happened was I had created this great feeling about mm-hmm. it and set the intention. And then I wasn't looking for it. Right. I believed it was going to come. I just let it go. I didn't doubt myself. I didn't doubt how it was going to show up. I was just like, okay, whatever. I'm not, I, I don't have to force it. Right. Cause if you're forcing it, you're resisting it. And if you're looking for it, you're resisting it. If you're reaffirming it, you're resisting it. If you keep looking at the vision board and, and keep changing the pictures on it, whatever you're trying to create, you're resisting, right? Manifesting is easy. It's something we do naturally, but now we can do it consciously. And that's what I teach people. Wow. I'm just sitting here looking at my vision boards while you're talking. I'm like, <laughs> thank God I didn't change anything. I just left the way um, – I just needed to paint over because I did it more like as a a collage around Mm -hmm. the picture. I do art. Like I like to paint and stuff. Um, And that's one of the best things to do because it allows us to get into that creative state, which allows us to feel freedom and embody that state of um, feeling state that we need to attract in our desires. So the, the vision board you say, don't resist it. So don't change it. Don't add like, you know, I don't know. Don't add a guy onto it just because you want a guy. Just throw it out there in the universe. Well, it, there's something to be said about being specific. If it doesn't feel aligned, then, then yes, change it. But if, you, if, you, if it feels aligned to you and that you know that that's what you want, mm-hmm then don't keep going back and trying to control it. Do you know, like if you've set the intention already, like this is what I desire. Mm-hmm. This, this is, you know, my, my soulmate, like this is what he looks like. And, you know, he has all these qualities and whatnot, et cetera, et cetera. And you put that up on the vision board, but and you put that up on the vision board and you know, you don't go back a month later and be like, well, it's not happening. So I'm going to put a different picture up, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and put up extra qualities about this person. Right. Because right there, yeah. you're, you're, you don't believe that you didn't, you, you didn't believe enough in the first visualization. Right. So now you're trying to control it. You know, like, where is oh. it type of thing? Yeah. Like, you're not, yeah. you're not trusting and believing that that's going to happen for you. So now you're like, Oh, I'm going to put a different picture up there. Um, you know, but the whole thing is you want to create that feeling. And it's the one thing I remember when I first started um, working with 
um, coach about four years ago. She said, it's as easy to manifest a relationship with a person as it is to manifest a free cup of coffee. It, do- it doesn't take any time. Like if I, if I was to tell you, put on, put on a, your vision board, a free cup of coffee and let it go. Mm-hmm. Most people can manifest that pretty easily, right? Because they, they're coffee drinkers. They go to Dunkin' Donuts. They go to Starbucks. They go to Java Joe's or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden in their email the next day, oh, you know, I got a coupon from Dunkin' Donuts, free coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you universe, right? Because that's... Sure. Because you manifested that, right? You 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 believe that because there was no resistance around the free cup of coffee, right? There was no resistance around the free cup of coffee, right? But we create resistance around things that we we feel we don't have within ourselves. So when I say don't change anything on the vision board, if you believe that you are worthy and deserving of that relationship that you put on that vision board, then do not touch it. But if at some point you feel like that is not aligned with what you really desire, then absolutely go and change it. But if you feel comfortable enough and be like, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I want. Everything on there is exactly what I desire. The adventure, the, the hiking, but it's, but hiking is, is a thing you do, but it's the joy that it brings you. Exactly. Right. So that's the feeling state that you would put up there. The adventure the joy, the freedom, the love. And then you could put the pictures of the hiking and, you know, other pictures up there, but it's all bringing you back to that state of feeling and, and being to call it in. Right. So that's, that's what I mean. Like if you, if you don't want to resist it, like you, you have to be, you have to trust yourself that what you're putting up there is exactly what you want. I mean, I remember before I became a coach on my vision board, I was trying to manifest makeup work, but I was like, at that point, and I still love doing makeup, but I think I had was in such a, it was during COVID and my makeup had, my makeup work had stopped. I had such a negative feeling towards it. So I was putting it up there. It was literally like, makeup you know like yeah it was it was misaligned like the the energy behind it like really is that what I'm calling in is that is that really what I was calling for myself and honestly yeah at the time I was like that was the that was my energy behind it right so did I take that off my vision board yes because I was like you know what I realized now that 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 was complete misalignment with what I really wanted I was in such a resentful state Mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, not that I didn't, not that I needed to be resentful, but I was like, I was mad and angry. I'm like, oh, I quit my job. Like now, and now I don't have a job. And now it was like, it was all these different feelings. Right. Um, so I took it off, but then I realized that it was just, I was misaligned with it. Like it was, it served its purpose and it served its time, but it was the greatest gift to me that it led me to what I really truly needed to be doing, which was coaching. So I I can't be mad at the fact that makeup didn't work out for me. It was a blessing. It was a blessing. It it led me to exactly where I needed to be. Like I didn't need to fight it. So I did, I took it off my vision board and instead I put on 
things that were more aligned with what I wanted, which was writing books, which was traveling, um, which was coaching, um, which was buying a home, you know, and, and other things, you know, like just, it was more, my, my vision board after that first one was much more aligned with what I truly desired. You know, so it's, it's okay. It's okay to go back and change it, but if it's aligned with what you really want, then I don't, I say, don't touch it, nurture it, right? You're planting the seed of intention. So what, what do you do if you plant a seed in the ground? You water it, you love on it. You get excited to see exactly what kind of fruit it's going to bear when, when it actually grows, right? That's, that's the manifestation. That's the planting of the seeds. You nurture it, you water it. Um, but when you're aligned with what you have on your vision board, it's very easy for it to come in your, to your life because there's no resistance around it. Yeah, that's true. I, I was just looking at it and I have actually, I have three. I know I'm a weirdo. I have, no, you're not. That's great. <laughs> I have one small one that I keep in my bathroom. And then I have this fitness one, which is like, half my wall I don't know I went to Walmart and I got um those little uh like science project mm -hmm. um I forgot what they call them but you know the real big ones that you do science projects on yes um, yeah I have that one and I did I dedicated that to being peace at peace so basically you know how the saying is like let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food mm -hmm. um I like highly believe that food is medicine. And so I try to keep on this like healthy kick where, you know, I do a lot of vegetables and I try to incorporate fruits and stuff. Occasionally mm -hmm. I'll fall off the, of course, you know, I have kids, so chicken fingers and fries will eventually come up. Um, and that's okay. Point. Cause food yeah. is fuel, right? Like there's no, no, there's no such thing as good food or bad food. It's all just food and just, you know, serves to fuel our bodies. Yeah. And then like my third one, um, it's basically just like you said, it's me, myself, like what I want to do. And there is a section on there that I have where I put my books on there, but it's mostly about me morphing into the person that I want to be. Mm -hmm. But then I started looking and I was like, on all three vision boards, I do not have a single, like, I don't have anybody like, no, there's no guy on there. Um, that I want to like I have a couple on there but basically the couple is not really me like that's not what my goal was um, they so were watching TV and I was on the TV so <laughs> so my question is on your vision board um, the the people that you have up there is it representative of you yeah it, okay so do, but so does 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 the person look like you um, there's pictures of me from when I was in like, uh, high school and maybe like 10 years ago. Okay. So like my, my skinny picture, <laughs> my skinny me picture. Um, so those are all on there, but then I was like thinking, I don't have, I guess what I needed to have on there was a picture of the type of person that I wanted to manifest in my life, the type of, um, credentials so not credentials that's a bad way to say it but the values that a guy right. would have because for a long time I was like I'm absent I'm celibate I don't want to be in a relationship it's too much work and I'm okay with like 
being a spinster for the rest of my life and then when like you meet somebody and you're like oh there's people like that out there okay well yeah maybe I'll just stop this whole spinster idea and try to like maybe put that out like you said and just kind of pray that God will send me somebody so and I mean the only people that I really have on there honestly is like that the male are probably a writer and that's only because I'm trying to manifest the the writing issue that I have right now got it well I can give you some information on that when we're done um but yeah if you want to call in a partner you need to really sit down and I encourage people when they do a vision board to sit down and close their eyes and really feel what that person would feel like to them and then you know ask your intuitive guidance like what would this person look like you know, and then when you go to do your vision board, you can kind of get a picture of somebody who looks similar to that mm-hmm. and then just really feel it. But like when you put the picture of that person up there with you, right, you put that picture up, but then you put the words or the feelings that would, would embody that state for you. When you look at this person, what would you feel? You would feel love. You would feel compassion. You would feel excitement and joy and abundance or whatever the words are that you want to describe this person, that's what you would feel when you look at them and they would be your equal partner, right? Because you would be in that same state of being for yourself and you would be an energetic match right back for them. And that's where the magic happens. Well, I've got some work to do. I'll tell you that much, Susan. (laughs) We're all a work in progress, right? That's, you know, I told a friend, like the one thing, that we're learning in life is, you know, we're walking each other home, right? We're teaching each other lessons and like our peers and our friends, our family, our relationships are our greatest teachers, right? It helps us grow into the people that we need to be so that we can be better for ourselves and then in turn be better for other people. I always say it's good to learn from people that you're never too old to learn, but you talk learn from people you know when some people are like oh I don't want to learn anything from somebody it's you you learn so much like I never stop learning and I I appreciate like you know one gentleman was just like hey how's your podcast do you want me to like take it you know critique it and I was like "Mm." and I started thinking I was like I didn't it's not that I didn't want him to critique it I just didn't want him to judge me like I would be happy if he critiqued it but then after a while like whatever you know I'll just see and take somebody's opinion maybe that one idea can help me you know get further Mm -hmm. uh, because I really want to just open up the the second podcast and gear that towards like um um plays and stuff so that was my next idea so I was like yeah you know what I'll just let them like you know, take a look at it and, and see what their idea is. But allowing somebody to critique you, regardless of whether or not you're not going to like their answer, um, you know, it still kind of resonates with you. You still kind of listen. You listen to them. You, right. you, you, you listen to them and you don't need to take it on as your own. Look at it right. as a lesson, right? They're going to give you, they're not, they're not judging us, right? They're, because nobody can judge us unless we judge ourselves. So if they offer feedback, that's all it is, is feedback.
And we can look and be like, okay, well, I agree with this. I don't agree with this, right? Because we're now not being judgmental about it. We're looking at it as an observed, an observer. Um, so, yeah, it's it's okay to get feedback, but we get to decide, right? Because we get to choose if we're going to take that feedback or not. And, you know, you, we have to trust ourselves enough to know when the feedback is in our favor or if it's not. Yeah. I do need to start trusting what I want and just taking the little tips and tidbits exactly. away. That. Yeah. Yes. You can do but, it. Yeah. I, I know I can. I know I had some setbacks this week, you know, and um, it's, it's great to have positive people that are there to kind of guide you sometimes, you know, I've had friends like that are not even anywhere around or have anything to do with the situation, but they've managed to find the words to kind of get me back up and back on the trail. And um, one person was like telling me, they're like, doesn't all the pressure of editing and doing all this and people calling you, doesn't that, you know, motivate you? And I was like, no, I mean, what motivates me is like when people reject something you know, and that goes back to me accepting their criticism and then saying, you know what, I'm going to see if I can fix this and do what I need to do. So um, it's a, it's a slope that I'm on, not a slope. It's a, what do you call it? It's just that hike up the mountain. Right. It's the mountain. We're all, we all have a mountain to climb. Yeah. Um, but realizing that in order to get there, we need to feel the top of the mountain right now. And not focus on the obstacles mm -hmm. because the more Simon Sinek does a great, um, I think it's a YouTube video mm -hmm. and I'm more than happy to share it um, where he actually says that, and I'm going to quote him in the pilot community, they are taught to focus on the path because it's known in the pilot community that if you focus on the obstacles, you're going to just see obstacles but if you focus on the path all you see is the path it's like life yeah. so if you focus on the top of the mountain what your end goal is the obstacles just you know remove themselves because you're already there you're already at the end of the, the end of the path the top of the mountain right yeah. and um i did ayahuasca uh back in April of this year. And that was the same lesson that I learned there. You know, I, I was, I have been, you know, I've been so focused on the obstacles getting in the way of my goals that I wasn't focusing on the top of the mountain and what was at the top of the mountain. And it was like, you need to just focus on the top of the mountain. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't, I, certain aspects of my life, I was, you know, still in a state of worry or how is this going to happen? How am I going to make this happen? Whatever that I was right. Those states of worry and how it's going to happen. The how, the how's not my job, right? That the yeah. only thing I need to do is trust that God and the universe are going to get me there. And I don't have to worry about the how I just need to stay at the top of the mountain. But I recognize in my own, you know, life and because we're human, right. And that's, we're kind of, we have to retrain ourselves to a different state where we just focus on the top of the mountain and we don't worry about the obstacles or about the how or about how the money's going to get there or, you know, how, how am I going to get this book written? How am I going to get to this? Like, that's not our job. Our job is to focus on the end state and let, and surrender to creative solutions 
like Gabby Bernstein says, surrender to creative solutions and just let the universe take you there. And when they do, be thankful for it, right? Because they heard your prayers. They heard you. They heard your prayers. They heard what you asked for and they gave you exactly what you were thinking about. And it's, it's magical. That's where the magic happens. And it's, it's powerful. Like there's, it's, it's a powerful practice. And why I'm so passionate about it is that it's, it's so simple and easy to do. You just have to believe in yourself. Hands down. That's, that's it. You just need to believe in yourself. Yeah. Which I do. I do. Yeah. And, I, and I knew this was going to, I knew like having a business was going to have its ups and downs and I need to prepare for it. And it, I know it wasn't going to be a nine to five job and everything. And I know like relationships, I knew there are obstacles there. I just need to usually reset my energy or mm-hmm. reset myself and then start all over again. And so I, that's why I was so appreciative that you said you wanted to be on the show. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, but realize no, that we never start over, right? If we're, if we're in the process of manifesting something, it's yeah. already, it's, it's already done. Like we've already asked and set the intention of what we wanted. So we, we never have to start over. We already, we just pick up from where we left off and keep going. It's yeah. already on our way to us, right? Like whatever you desire is already yours. It's already done. You just need to live at the top of the mountain, knowing that it's, you know, it's here and it's, it's not tomorrow. It's not yesterday. It's, it's right now. Like this present moment is what's creating everything for tomorrow and the next day and whatnot, based on what you truly believe in this moment. I tell you, I'm going to be listening to this episode very (laughs) often. So I could go back and just be like, what was that name? She said, um, it was, uh, let me see. I was looking for it too. It was, uh, Gabby Bernstein. But then yeah. you said another gentleman. Oh, Simon. Simon Sinek. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. very inspirational. Um, you know, if I if I had to pick one person who who inspires me, um, or her, or who has inspired me on my journey, it's Gabby Bernstein. Her books and her story is just amazing. Um, and Simon Sinek is just a great speaker. Very like so motivational, and um, he can be found on YouTube. Instagram. Yeah. Instagram too. So, um, just to wrap stuff up, you got on entrepreneur mogul. I believe it's entrepreneurial entrepreneurs Herald. Um, yeah, no, it's, I was, uh, I am one of the top 20 life coaches to watch for 2022, which was, which was a great honor to be included in that mix. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, especially since I've only been doing this for a short period of time to be included with, you know, other like-minded people was, you know, a true honor because I know I'm exactly where I need to be and this is exactly what I need to be doing. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good when you finally find your place. I'm telling you, I've gone through so many, um, different changes and they're all in healthcare. And, um, you know, I, I thought like just the phlebotomy alone was just going to be satisfying for me. And it is, I, you know, I still love to help people and I still do it. 
um, because of course I got to catapult my business, of course. And, you know, when I decided I was going to take on this podcasting, I was like, you know, I'm going to use the podcast to help me to get to my goals and, you know, talk to like, like-minded people and also people that have written books. And, um, I just wanted to, you know, get some ideas. Now, do you think, because you said you were looking for traditional publishing, do you prefer that over self publishing because I know a lot of people I talk to they do self-publishing um for me I pr- prefer traditional publishing um I for, I Beauty Behind the Veil was self-published um the reason why I like the the idea of a traditional publisher is that there is um it's more I had m- not more control but um it's more of a team-based environment and not that the other, you know, everything else was on me, right? Like I, I have to do all my own marketing, my own mm-hmm. press and whatnot. They take care of traditional publisher takes care of all that stuff. They do the press releases and the book signings and, and the, the back end stuff. Whereas I get to do what I'm good at, which is writing. Whereas um, when you self-publish, you have to do the writing, the proofreading, the editing, the, the all of it, right? You have to do all the marketing. You have to do all the, the press and, and setting up speaking engagements. And that's fine. That's great. But I would like to focus more on the writing part of it and yeah. have somebody else do the business end of it. And I can, we can work cohesively as a team. That's just what I prefer. No, I understand. I when that was a, a deterrent for me when I was writing back in the days, um, traditional because I was like, who's gonna, you know, who's gonna pick up this book? And I was just like, this is gonna be hard for me. And then when everybody was talking about self self publishing, I was like, what is self publishing? I live yeah. under a rock. Tell people no. I live under a rock. I don't it's know. It's all good. Yes. Yeah, so, so like, yeah. um, and the difference between self publishing versus a traditional publisher is that um, most people that are self-published will have their books in independent bookstores and on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Whereas with a traditional publisher, um, it's in, you know, you can get your books into like larger bookstores. Mm-hmm. In, in addition to just Amazon, you can get it into like other, other booksellers that are not just independent booksellers, if that makes sense. No, it does. It does. Um, yeah, that gives me like a lot to think about because I've, like I said, I started it and I need to get started on the writing and stuff. Mm-hmm. When you started writing, um, what, what did you use to help you? Like, did you have to go back? I mean, did you take any English classes? Like, how did you get that far? No, it was, um, I actually, I just love writing. For me, I just love it. It's just who I am. Um, So even when I was doing makeup, I was writing for a magazine. I was doing um, various different articles. I was writing articles on makeup, on different products. I was doing reviews. Um, Even when I was working in the financial services industry, I was a proofreader. That was what what, what I, you know, that's what I did. I proofread. Um, So... I had the experience behind it. So when it came time to sit down and actually write, Mm -hmm. 
you know, it was easier because I, I knew what to look for. Yeah. But I'm also like, we're, you know, we can be our biggest cheerleaders, but we can also be our biggest critics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so as, as I was writing it with, um, with this service that I was working with, um, and I got the book back and I just, one chapter I destroyed. <laughs> when I say destroyed, I literally, I rewrote the chapter. I was like, yeah, this doesn't work. Here's the new chapter. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, okay. Which she never gets to a point where, you know, but it, it, like in hindsight, it worked great the second time around. The first time it just didn't work. Yeah. It just didn't feel aligned with what message was that I was trying to say. I was like, what? what? No, this doesn't work for me. <laughs> and um, in doing that, it was just, yeah, it just, it just worked. It just worked the second time around and it was great. So your first book was self-published, but your second book is traditional? It'll be, yes. My second book is um, a traditional published book. Well, I didn't mean, did you take English class? Obviously, we took English classes. No, you mean, like, no, I I haven't taken a journalism course since college. Oh, okay. Well, more like a creative writing course type of thing, like master class. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. (laughs) Um, And it's, yeah, no, I have taken no courses outside of, um, outside of college. (laughs) Well, no, I have, I have, but not, um, not a journalism course or a creative writing course. Oh, okay. But that's yeah. awesome though, that you have you. that talent to do that. I mean, originally I thought I had that talent, but because my friends kept telling me, Hey, you're doing such a great job. We love to, you know, cause I would write like little plays and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and everybody would critique it. I would always have my friends read it and they loved it, but I, got to that obstacle where I was like I don't know if I'm I'm good enough and um you know I've I've managed to get really far in creative writing and stuff but then I still feel like you know maybe it's not you like you said I am my biggest uh critic right now with my work and stuff so I was just wondering if there was anything that you used to kind of gotten rid of that that writer's block it's it's the self-talk. It all goes back to our self-concept, right? Um, when, we, when we finally start to tell ourselves a new story and start getting into that feeling state, like you just get creative. And when you get creative, you just flow, right? There's no resistance. And everything just kind of just, everything just flows the way it needs to. And it just feels good. Like the feeling state is just easy and effortless and it's, it's just, you, you know, like you'll be able to get past that writer's block when you get into that intuitive state within ourselves. And mm-hmm. when I was at ayahuasca, um, one of the things that I learned that for me, when I get into that atu- intuitive state, mm-hmm. I do like, you know, five minutes of deep breathing and then I use the word ready and that's it. And then I'm there. And then I just pick up the pen and just, you know, whatever comes out, comes out, mm. you know, but I set the intention before I do that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing this because I need this and boom and just come right out and just start. 
go where you need it it takes you where it needs to take you okay takes you where it needs to take you so yeah yeah i probably just need a start <laughs> yeah that's all we just have to start right yeah just have because... to just do it right yeah. just take take that inspired action no, I got you. I, I just always let something else get in the way of um, of just doing it. I say I'm going to do it. I started doing it. And I kid you not, like I got like 30 pages out um, one day because I used like that, um, the speaking text. And I was like, this is perfect because I can go back, you know, I'll write and then I can mm -hmm. go back and edit. Yeah. And um, then it was like, I got involved in this interview thing with the podcast and I was like, ah, so now this is taking, you know, it's, it's, it's moving into the place of where I should be writing. So I've got right. to go through it, but I figure, you know what, while I got to do the pa the podcast, maybe I should just get some ideas and get to meet other writers who have actually published a book. And like I said, this is, this is a good way for me to get back as soon as I finish up this season um because this season for the authors and stuff I have to pretty much put this on hold and go do the marketing for this season and then go and um get started back on the writing right yeah you can do it I will yeah <laughs> I will I definitely will and then you know everything that you we've talked about I literally am I am I jot it down I am manifesting it or embodying it I've apologize so that way it can be um manifest and I definitely would love to read your book honest to god oh wonderful I will send you a copy I just want to tell you I appreciate your your time on here can you let the listeners know um your books and where to find them sure it's a beauty behind the veil it's available on Amazon in paperback as well as on Kindle and you can find me on Instagram at susan.carabello Okay. That's awesome, Susan. Thank you again for being on this show. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Thanks to Susan Carabello for being on the show today and sharing with us everything that she had to offer. Please rate, review, and subscribe to or follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stacey R. Thanks for listening.